He keeps himself in trim by bending bars of iron. This bar is the genuine article which we tested before he began to play with it. Beyond the bend. Beyond the bend. All right, guys. Thanks for supporting the show. I got a list of sponsors here. So first off, we got Harito Bending. Harito-Bending.com. You're going to use promo code CHEERS for 10% off. And a portion of that sale is going to come back to support the show. So I appreciate that. You know, everybody wants to be on the Harito cert list. I haven't heard a bad thing about the quality of his bolts. I can personally say that they're the same every time. Some really hard bolts on there. You got certs for every style, including snapping. He's also got wraps and t-shirts on there. So definitely hit up HaritoBending.com and use the promo code CHEERS. Next, we've got Jed Johnson's Nail Bending eBook. If you want to check this eBook out, if you're a beginner, message me for the link because if you use this link, a portion of that sale is going to come back to support the show. We also have the Grippedo Trainer. This is an all-in-one grip training tool. If you use promo code Beyond the Bend, you're going to save 15% off of a sale of $90 or more. We also have Gil former guest, barrelstrengthsystems.com. Use promo code BEYOND for 10% off. Gil's got a ton of cool stuff on there, including the flask. This is a uh, pinch device. If you can do a body weight pull-up on this thing, you're going to get on a roster. I think that's pretty cool. All right. Lastly, we have Hard Life Fightwear. That's hardlifefightwear.com or .co.uk. If you want some rash guards or something like that for jujitsu, they also got a bunch of other cool t-shirts on there. You're going to use promo code beyond the bend for 15% off. Also, if you want to get on a roster, an unofficial roster, hit up at eat chalk, get big on Instagram. If you bent a ADD unbraced or two 60 D's taped together unbraced, you're going to get on an unofficial roster. The other thing is, if you snapped a horseshoe, I don't need a video. I'm keeping track of people who have snapped horseshoes just because it's a cool thing to do. If you've also snapped one into three pieces, hit me up. Or if you've snapped one laying down, there's only two people on that list, so get on it. Last thing, a couple new things coming up. I'm going to be putting out a feat of the week. This isn't really a challenge more than just like something cool to do week by week. It's going to be just like some athletic stuff mixed with some bending and snapping. So I'm gonna be putting that out. And the only way to, to, to participate is just to do it and then tag me in the post and throw it up on Instagram or Facebook. The other thing is every month, I'm gonna be doing a monthly challenge. We've had some really good participation lately. I wanna keep that going. I have some really, think, uh, really cool things planned. So I really appreciate everybody's support and uh, looking forward to another good year. All right, thanks. All right, special guest tonight. We got Mr. Eat Chalk Get Big. Devin Hoover's in the building. Welcome to the show, Devin. It's really good to be here. Thanks, Cody. I want everybody to go out in the dorm room hallway and wrap up a red and bend that thing tonight in honor of Devin. Devin yeah, was is, one of the I first. I forgot that's that is where I bent my first red nail was in the <laughs> hallway. Just 
so when I got my bag of nails and I started hitting Instagram, trying to figure out who was doing this crazy thing besides Daniel Strauss, I think I typed in hashtag steel bending and you and Jaden Majenski came up. So forever in my mind, you guys will be there as the first two people I saw doing this wild thing and definitely played a role in me getting super motivated to start this podcast. So thanks for that. Wow, I didn't I didn't realize that I was up there with Jaden, but so that's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think uh, you were the first guy, and I I think the first post I saw was you doing your first sixty day. I want to say. Yeah, because I I had only gotten into it like right before you did, and that that post I had like tried to add as many different hashtags, and I was like, I've never done this before. So it's funny because in a way, when I throw something up, I, I almost feel like the hashtags are silly for one. And two seem like a little like self-indulgent or something. It's like, I'm already like posting this thing. Like I really have yeah. to like, do this too. But then that's a perfect example. Like someone that doesn't know who's who or any, anyone else that's doing this thing, specifically you by putting that hashtag on it, me as a beginner found that. And then that opened up a little bit more of the world, you know? So it's, everybody should be hashtag and steel bending yeah, I guess hashtag work <laughs> I, I follow a whole bunch of steel bending relating hashtags and like it's amazing the way I like keep finding people who are like either have been doing it for a while or like then in their first 60 d's I, I reposted to my Instagram a bunch of people in the past like two weeks or so who like bent their first 60 penny nail and I was like I didn't even know who this person was but they came up on my like hashtag steel bending or nail bending or one of the hashtags and I was like more new people this is great so yeah definitely glad to like help keep the community going that's really cool no doubt so take me back to the first time you saw someone bend a piece of steel so I don't know when the first time I actually saw someone bend steel because I've been you know peripherally in the grip community and I've had like an account on the grip board for four or five years now, but I got into uh, grip through like the traditional like arm lifting type events where it's like thick bar, pinch and grippers. And I never really paid too much attention to like bending at all. Um, A friend of mine, when I actually visited him to like do grippers and a couple other things, he wrapped up a 60 penny nail for me I think it was a 60 penny nail form, uh, but I had no idea at the time. And he was like, here, try and bend this. And I was like, I couldn't get any power into it. I couldn't, I like my shoulders hurt just like trying to do this. And he kind of like looked at me funny and he was like, why can't you do this? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. <laughs> and that was a, like a full year before I started bending. And so I just like, was like, this is weird. I don't know what I'm doing. I have other stuff to focus on. Like, and then I think the the next time I like really gave bending a second thought was Clay Edgen when he did a fundraiser he bent like 125 nails I, I think oh, there right, were 60 right. penny nails yeah and he bent like 125 of them in an hour and I had like never heard of anyone bending like anywhere near that many nails and I remember he like did like a little promo video for it where he like took the the nail on and put it on a loading pen, loading pen with like 300 pounds. And he was like, this takes like 300 pounds to bend. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that seems like, I don't know anything about bending, but that seems like a lot. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what that was, when that was, but 
that's really what like stands out to me as far cool. as like what I remember as far as like the first memorable thing to bending because like people say like they saw it on like World's Strongest Man or they saw like a someone performing at like uh, like a show like the Strongman show or like at the I probably saw people at like the Renaissance Fair doing it when I was a little kid but it's the kind of thing where you're just like ooh shiny things sleight of hand whatever <laughs> uh, but the the that time with watching Clay Edgen just bend a gazillion nails like stuck with me and like it came like we we got bored with quarantine and like I was like thinking more and more about like how we did that you know <laughs> so how about the arm lifting stuff because that's not just your average uh workout you know that's not just something people get into oh, I'm gonna lift a little weights like so how did you find your way into arm lifting and grip stuff oddly enough Clay Edgen also played a big role in that. Uh, I'm I'm from Santa Cruz. My my folks live in Santa Cruz, and he actually had like he he recently sold it, but he he had a gym in Santa Cruz, like 20 minutes away from where my parents lived, and he had that all through, like way back to when I was in high school. And I'm like kick myself for not ever like swapping like stopping by because it's like right across the street from the Costco and I like never knew and I've been to that <laughs> Costco a million times as a kid but as the summer before um I started med school and moved out to the east coast I like was looking for a gym to train in because I had been like doing powerlifting stuff for a while and like wanted to keep that going for a little while during my like couple months off for for summer and I like hit him up and was like, Hey, I'm, I'm interested in, in powerlifting stuff. Like, could I train at your gym for the summer? And he was like, yeah, sure. Come on by. And little did I know that Clay Edgen is this like Titan in the grip world, you know? Uh, but he knew I was like trying to get into strongman stuff. Like I, I have some like reasonable grip strength from a climbing background. I would like keep the like fat grips in my gym bag and like do stuff with that and he would just like be like hey like new kid you want to come do this thing with me and he like taught me how to do like yoke walk stuff yes. and he would like bring me over and have me do like random arm lifting lifts nice like, he was like here come play with this rolling thunder and he just like it was he was just warming up and he would just like let me play with it as he was warming up but like he would like get up to the point where it was like okay, like your average person probably can't lift this. Try it. And I would like lift it. And he'd be like, all right, cool. Let's add more weight because I'm not done warming up. And I would like get to the point where I could no longer lift it. And he's like repping it or whatever. But wow. yeah, that, and then like the, the first grip tool I ever bought was a, a rolling thunder, which nice. isn't the best rolling handle, but like it's again with Iron Mind, it's, it's the staple. And like, yeah. it's a nice thing to have like the real thing if you're ever going to go do a competition and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I like from, from that kind of like month and a half long adventure at his gym, I decided that like, I wanted to get into more of this stuff. And I managed to find a gym up near my, my school that had like, not really the, the right stuff, but they had like uh, a bar I could use like an axle. And so I like got used to doing the axle deadlifts, which is one of the big the big three in arm lifting. I, I got a gripper for, 
for Christmas. And so I could just then do like gripper stuff and do silver bullet and um, actually ended up getting um, a night napalms nightmare um, pinch grip set. So I could do Saxon bar stuff. And that's kind of like some of the, the main lifts for right. arm lifting, but it really was just because clay Edgen was like, Hey, come do all these things with me. And I would be like, I have no idea what this is even called. And I, I literally had to like message him and be like, what were those things that we did? And he was like, no Oh, way. it was probably this. That's awesome. <laughs> so you, you mentioned climbing. Uh, what was uh, your athletic background leading up to that summer when you were a little doing some powerlifting and met up with clay? Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I rock climbed a little bit in, in high school, but it'd be kind of thing where like, I'd go rock climbing, like, once a month, once every other month with my buddies. But in in college, I started rock climbing uh, more consistently. And like, there was this one guy who we'd like, we'd like hit each other up and be like, oh, I'm going climbing, you wanna come with me? And we'd, either, we'd both like drop everything and go climbing for a couple hours. Um, and I got up to like a, a pretty reasonable level of rock climbing. Um, I usually just climbed inside, so there's like, people who are like real rock climbers, like kind of scoff at people who climb indoors. Yeah. But uh, I, the nearest like really good place to rock climb was like an hour and a half away. And I needed to like rent campground stuff and I didn't have all the like fancy gear and everything. Um, so, I, but I would rock climb like three times a week wow. and I got up to uh, mostly bouldering. I got, I got up to V9, which is like just edging out of the intermediate range, but like definitely before the like, advanced range but I got to the point where even though my like upper body was strong I like totally neglected my legs and like my footwork was terrible and I like basically because I'm, I'm tall if I could reach the hold I'd grab onto it with like just grip strength I could probably get it uh, but I wanted like my whole body to be strong so I kind of started getting into uh, lifting more like squats deadlift bench press that kind of stuff and I had gotten this like cool thing where I felt like my hands were suddenly like really useful all of a sudden because of rock climbing and that like my upper body was strong, but my lower body really wasn't. And so like powerlifting kind of helped me feel strong everywhere, which was like almost addicting. Just like the fact that you could feel strong in one place is like, great. I want to be strong everywhere, you know? <laughs> and cool, then man. over time that like, I started focusing more and more on powerlifting, um, trying to get strong all over and kind of went from climbing three days a week to climbing twice a week, powerlifting one day a week to eventually mostly just powerlifting at the rock climbing gym, oddly enough. Um, But that got me to the point where I was like still interested in like keeping my grip strong for climbing. So I would do things like I would play with the the fat grips uh, on a bar for just like doing rows. Um, I think one of the guys who worked at the climbing gym had one of those like um, adjustable grippers with the like um, spring across the top. Yeah. Probably the like Robert Baraban type gripper. Uh, but like, I had no idea what I was doing then. And he <laughs> was trying to like hub a 45 plate and neither one of us could like do anything but like floated across the ground. So we didn't know what we were doing, but just like climbers having fun powerlifting sometimes but it it really was that like summer hanging out with clay edgen that i was like this is really fun i want to do like not just the the simple three four uh main lifts i want to do stuff where you like put 
500 pounds on your back and like waddle with it for 50 yeah. feet you know Definitely. all these cool things and how about taking it back before even the climbing did you grow up playing sports and stuff too i i, I sort of played sports i was always kind of the skinny nerdy kid to be perfectly honest uh i think i i swam in high school at my first year of college but it really wasn't like fun it <laughs> wasn't really my jam <laughs> yeah I, I spent a lot of time like playing video games more than anything else. Interesting. I, I like to say that I inherited my dad's chicken legs. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until like 2015, 2016, when I started squatting that I like did anything about that. I was always a skinny kid. Wow. So once you got into the climbing, that kind of was the spark then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really cool. Like I said, I, I felt strong like i could do something with my hands rather than just like type and play video games yeah that's cool and that was mostly like bouldering stuff where you're not in the harness or were you doing yeah like mostly that? bouldering where you're not in the harness uh i i do have like a whole bunch of i have like two harnesses and a whole bunch of draw quick draws and i i think i still have a rope somewhere um because I, I did go outside climbing with my 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 housemates at the time a, a couple of times and like it is super fun but I didn't like the idea of being like 200 feet up on a mountain wall. And like, if anything goes wrong, like, yeah, you have all the safety equipment, but like people do die. Yeah. <laughs> not infrequently from, yeah. free, you know, freak rock climbing accidents. And like, yeah. not that people don't get like horrendously injured, like in strongman, like tearing biceps and stuff, but sure. like people don't die quite as often <laughs> from powerlifting. Yeah. And like, uh, it, it, it is super fun, but it's just like, you have to have all this, like, it's essentially like a big, exciting camping trip. And you have to be like, also going camping for the weekend, if you're going to go outside and do that too. Right, right. Yeah. The, the times I've gone rock climbing, which is only a very few times, I never did much bouldering. I think I would like that more, like without the harness and that I should try that again. But I would... It's interesting because bouldering, uh, if I remember talking about this right with people as I was transitioning from like training for like power versus training for, to be like light and agile for climbing. But uh, when you do like a bouldering problem, it's like five to eight moves. And if you think about like five to eight reps is like when you're building strength. Uh -huh. Whereas when you're doing like a like top rope or lead climbing, you're doing like 25, 30 moves and like, just like time under tension is like way greater. And so that's more like the endurance or like higher reps things. And so um, the transition from rock climb, from bouldering to powerlifting of that like smaller rep set of just like doing, going really hard, really fast for a little while, like worked really well for me. Uh, I was, uh, when I did swim, I was a sprinter. So I cool. like my, maximum i ever wanted to swim was like 200 meters like for like i think that's eight laps or something but where i like really excelled was like the 50 meter where you just kind of go down and like straight back and you just like burn out everything it's you hard. can as fast yeah. as hard as you can and bouldering was a little bit like that where you do like a couple of really quick super powerful moves and then you're kind of there um and i think that's kind of how i bend as well as I do like quick like really hard moves and I'm not I'm not great at that like really like lean into a hit you know because I don't want to be I, if I want to do something I want to like hit it hard and fast like yeah 
the the couple of times that I've had to do some snapping stuff I was like winded in addition to like everything else I was doing because I just don't do any cardio yeah like so like the the bouldering is 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 fun because when you get to the top you're like you did it you know um and I whenever people are like trying to get into like general grip stuff and like don't really have a like specific purpose of like oh I want to get stronger for strongman or I want to get stronger for like arm lifting or like I want to like be able to if they don't have a goal of like I want to be able to pinch 245s or if they just want to go on to get stronger hands in general rock climbing is a really great way to do it because you know you're you're focusing so much on your forearms and there's different holds for different positions and it's a really good way to like form a foundation of strength yeah I mean I've said it before like pretty much everybody so almost everybody that I've talked to it's either coming from a powerlifting background, a climbing background, or some martial arts background, yeah. generally grappling, um, or some combination of those things, you know? It's like, I don't know if I'm trying to think if there's been any exceptions. Well, I think all, all three of those really just form like a really good foundation of just strength. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the like tendon strength, farm strength that you always talk about, but it's like, you can do a lot of really focus on your tendons like i i injured a, a tendon in my hand a whole bunch of years ago rock climbing and just because it puts so much stress on the tiny little muscles in your hands and like people get tennis elmo because when they're doing all these sports because you're like stressing your tendons yeah. and on the one hand if you go too hard too fast that's how you get tennis elbow or whatever but on the other hand if you like take it slow or even if you just recover from tennis elbow like your tendons are going to be so friggin' strong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Whether uh, you're wrestling with the rock or wrestling with a person or whatever yep. you're doing, but. Yeah, it is that like, uh, I think it is just developing that strength in the gray area or like the non-linear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Work. Like weird, weird positions and weird movements too. Yep. I mean, yep. like I would do things in rock climbing where like, all right, you have your hands here and the next move is to put your foot above your hand and yeah. then hope that everything works out. Yeah, I guess, I guess that is the catch with all this stuff is like, I could imagine in rock climbing, if especially bouldering or whatever, is like, you're gonna have to generate power from some really odd compromised position to get to your next handhold or whatever. Yeah. That, then, that's actually why I, I started like lifting too, was because I was finding that even if I could get into these weird positions and like reach the holes every once in a while, the, the, what would happen is, okay, now you have to stand up with your leg. That's like up near your chest. Yeah. And I'd be like, I can't, right. I don't have any power in my legs. All my power is in my, is my shoulders and arms. Yeah. And so, but like in rock climbing, you like have to be able to generate power from like you're saying all these weird positions. Yeah. Same, same in grappling. And I think it's like, and if you don't have that regular foundation of strength, the, what I, I guess I'll call linear strength, Mm-hmm. that's where you're going to get tweaks and injuries. I think if you're, if you're doing these odd, like generating power from the, the nonlinear odd angle and you don't yeah. have the bed, the foundation bed of just general strength, that's when you're going to tweak yourself. I think. Pa- powerlifting gets all sorts of flack as far as like the shortest range of motion possible and everything, but it's a great way to get strong asterisks. You need something else too, you know? Yeah. 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 It's actually, funny somebody i follow on instagram was just pulled like over 700 pounds deadlift and that and then i saw him 
messing with sandbags the next day and he was struggling bear hugging a 200 pound sandbag and walking with it and i was like there's your example right there yeah, you know yeah. like because that's not that heavy of a sandbag really like for and 700 pounds is a pretty heavy deadlift like yeah i i love what david wigren said about like you want to be able to go and pick up a rock in the middle of a field like that's the true test of strength right yeah. there yep definitely moving something that does not want to move <laughs> yeah. and was never supposed to move right right so back to bending so you clay got you hyped on it quarantine hits you order a bag of nails from iron mind i didn't i actually never and still haven't ordered a, the the bag of nails <laughs> the the first thing i did uh was i reached out to tom flesher because uh, he also does is active on the the grip board and does other various grip things as well and i was like hey I remember seeing something somewhere about like, if you're going to go to the hardware store, what would you buy? Do you remember seeing that post on like Reddit or Gripboard or Facebook? I can't find it anywhere. And he was like, no, I don't have any idea what you're talking about, but if you <laughs> give me a few minutes, I can give you some pointers. And that conversation actually turned into like a big long write-up about like, what you would get if you went to the hardware store and he posted nice. it to Reddit. And that's still one of the things that I send people to when they ask me like, what are you doing, man? How do you get started with this? And it was like a simple like shopping list practically of like 20, this is what 60 D nails mean. This is what they look like. This is what 40 D nails are. Never find them anywhere, but if you do find them great, you know, this right. is what a timber tie is. Like this is what 20 D nails are. They're short, they're only four inches long so you can like get a feel for moving something but they're not real and he like went through like this is what you would need don't forget about wraps and it was just like a really good like all-in-one beginner guide cool and so that that conversation with him led me to like go to the hardware store i got i i, I cut up an old pair of jeans for wraps because i didn't know what i was doing <laughs> And I got some 60 penny nails and like, I got like five and then I got a, like a pound or something of timber ties. And like, I, I had the, the, the bit of jean in my pocket and at the store and I was like in the aisle, like trying to figure out <laughs> if I could do anything. And I like had no idea what I was doing. So basically just like folded and crumpled up this like squares of jeans because I knew that they were supposed to be like, four by 12 or whatever oh, okay and so I cut out like a four by 12 piece of jean and like that sh is not enough to protect your hands from a nail <laughs> so I was like wrestling with it had no idea what I did like came home spent another like hour looking up videos and then like figured out that you like wrapping the, the using the wrap really tight is important and then like all of a sudden like the six the I think it was a I think it was a timber tie first and the timber tie just like went all of a sudden and this was like four weeks into quarantine or whatever nice everyone else is really bored it's been ages since i was i saw a squat rack and i was like <laughs> this is so cool and then i knew that i was pretty sure that the 60 penny nail was what the the guy like a year ago had, had tried to get me to bend and i was like all right well i have a couple of these now and then i bent that first 60 penny nail which i then posted to instagram 
Awesome. That was my like, whoa, this is really fun. I'm going to get some more of these. And so I like went back and bought like a fistful of 60 penny nails. And then I was talking with um, Tom and a couple other people I knew who, who bent. I can't remember who the other person I asked about bending is off the top of my head, but um, Tom Flesher was super duper helpful. He, he's a, a professor on his day job and he was really, really, really good about like answering questions and like feeling stuff and like sending me more resources and stuff like that. So awesome. definitely a very professorial guy, but he was one of the guys that recommended the uh, Fat Bastard Barbell Co bag. And so I got the advanced bag of nails because he was saying, look, if you're bending 60 penny nails on your first day, aim a little higher, kid. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think it was my like fourth or fifth bending session. I got, I had gotten that bag of nails from Fat Bastard and I also my first time having like real wraps rather than just like oh, nice. bits of denim. And I like wrapped up the, the leather wraps and I got the bastard to move on my first try. Wow. I, I like warmed up with a couple of like, I think it's, I want to say it's nine thirty seconds uh -huh. steel, but I like was like, all right, this is my first steel. That isn't a, a nail I got at the hardware store. Maybe the nails I got were like crap or something. <laughs> I, I ended up having to go to Home Depot and Lowe's to get different 60 penny nails. Cause I was like, these are really easy and I want to make sure it's not like <laughs> inferior nails or something that I'm getting. But I, I, I didn't quite finish the bastard on my first try and it took me like probably half an hour to wrestling with it, but it was so cool getting that thing to move like the, the first like big hint hit. And I was, it, it's the same thing that happens when that still happens when I hit a, a big piece of steel for the first time is when you first like load into the bar and you feel that little bit of motion it's that like oh my god it's going <laughs> yeah. yep definitely that's crazy and I, I just got bit so bad by that by the bending bug yeah so did you reach out to tom just because of being on long island or was that just random no that was actually before i was on long island he was just oh, okay. one of the few people i knew who did um bending stuff and regular grip stuff and oh, like, cool. like i said I, I wasn't that into bending so i like wasn't following people like uh don cummings or um, robert najedley like yeah. i just like people who do mostly bending and just like other grip stuff every once in a while i was like eh yeah that's not my jam i don't care about this stuff they're just <laughs> doing weird twisted bits of metal that's not for me and now i'm like i follow every single person who does anything really to steel yeah. bending nowadays yeah. yeah uh man so just speaking of don's instagram like that really opened my eyes it was good because like prior to that i was like okay well you you bend these things until you can bend the red nail and then you're like a black belt i guess or whatever so and then i see don's instagram page and he's just doing the craziest stuff going and i'm like whoa this goes a lot deeper than just bending that red oh nail. yeah <laughs> no i like i said on, on the grip board he's one of the posts that i do remember seeing like people doing all this crazy nail bending stuff. And I would always check it out just because it was always like a really popular post uh, on the grip board. 
and it's hard not to be like, all right, there's a gazillion comments on this thing. Like, what, what is this all about? And I'd see these pictures of him, like, where he's like holding up his hands and he has like these like bloody hamburger in his palms. And I'm all, like, I'm like, my hands are important to me. I don't want to do that. Like, I, I think the other one that like stuck in my head that I would like see, but didn't really understand what was going on um, was the guy who would been, who was, it, his post was like 10 years of consecutive Oh, Red yeah. male bands. You had him on the show recently, and I can't. Yeah, remember. Car- Carl Donati. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I remember seeing that and just being like, I don't know what these guys are doing. Like, <laughs> what's the big deal with this red nail stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm way more focused on like closing the captains of Crush number three or like yeah. lifting the Rolling Thunder. So I don't know what these weirdos are doing. And now I'm like one of those weirdos. Too. Yeah, definitely right. <laughs> so. You got the bastard to move, and then what was next? Were, were you able to complete one the next session, or did you go back well, and get so bullets? I, I I did complete it the first session, but I like didn't do it right. I was like 15, 20 minutes in, really sweaty, didn't know what I was doing, and I was like wiggling around, and I actually like braced my elbow against my hip, and oh, that's yeah. how I was able to get it in. Nice. But I, like, yeah knew as soon as I did it when it like moved that it like wasn't the regular like <laughs> crushing with your chest moving and I was yeah. like oh I messed up I like wanted to I knew it wasn't the like legit <laughs> legit but I like I wanted to close it so bad and I was like all right this is really cool for my first day but I like gotta gotta do this right and so I like <laughs> built up with the like nine 932nd I built up with some of the, the square yeah. stock. Um, but I think it was only another couple of weeks later when I did my first bastard for real. Nice. And I, I was like, I, I the the fat bastard barbell co certs were like the first big thing that I was like had on my mind as far as like this is a milestone I want to do. Yeah. Uh so I like the first time I built I I bent a bastard, it took me like 20 minutes and I cheated. the the second time it took me like just over the five minute time limit for the cert and I was like "Ah, I'm not there yet I'm not there yet and then a couple of weeks later I was able to like do it it only took me like two and a half minutes nice I don't I don't think I've ever gotten it on video of me doing it like all within one minute but that was my like goal not just to eventually do the iron mind cert but just like so I could post it to Instagram. Right, right. I posted a, a video of me doing the, uh, I, I don't remember if it was a grade eight or if it was a, a bastard, but I had to split it into like three parts and do the thing where you uh-huh. like watch the first half of the video and then like swipe and you watch the second half of the video yeah. on Instagram. And I was like, this is dumb, but I've, I've like felt really cool. Yeah, <laughs> at the yeah. Time. Now it's so funny because it's like these little, like little adjustments we make that we those of us who know know how much harder that is but to everybody else it's just like oh there's Devin bending another nail like what's the big deal you know yeah it's so yeah, funny I, like that. I get weird I get weird comments on it like oh yeah I keep seeing you bend these all the stuff with your nail with your hands but like do it with your feet next time and I was like <laughs> this guy has no idea what I'm even doing right <laughs> absolutely right. no idea but like I'm glad he's like interacting with my posts and not just like ignoring stuff. True. Yeah. Like, yeah at least yeah. they're a good enough friend to like 
hassle me or whatever. Definitely. <laughs> so you, you uh, progressed, got the bastard. Uh, what came next after that? I don't remember exactly what my goals were because at that at that time I was also studying for boards so I was kind of like using bending as a distraction and like splitting my focus between like doing this whole school thing but I think around that same time that I bent the the bastard in like under the five minute time limit was when I kind of realized that I needed more steel than came in just the advanced bag and that's when I started reaching out to a couple of other people to figure out where they get their like raw steel and like different kinds of steel. And one of the first things I did, um, and I'm really glad that um, this guy named Will, I forget his last name, hold on, I've written down, um, Will Gibson. Uh, he's another steel bender who um, pretty much just bends in iron mine pads uh, which is super hardcore, but he was telling me about, oh, you got to try some drill rod. That'll make you work for it. And I bought some drill rod from this like industrial supplier and <laughs> cut it up, got some bolt cutters and was like, all right, this is supposed to be harder, but it's a new material I haven't done before. The, I had done my first grade eight bolt by then. And that like, made me work for it at the end but it was kind of like you you kink it and then the sweep's okay and then the crush isn't that bad but does fight you to get it down under two inches and then I got this drill rod and my god if you if you have only bent cold rolled steel and have never <laughs> bent drill rod it is super duper hard <laughs> uh and so I, I quickly like underestimated realized I'd underestimated the steel because I wanted to have it as like some warm-ups to have like work towards the the red nail and the the bastard but quickly realized that it was like way harder and like still haven't gone through all the stock that I had but I knew that certifying on the bastard was one of the things that I wanted to do but I wasn't really like comfortable with like doing it in the five minute time limit, made sure I'd done it everything right. Um, the, the Fat Bastard Barbell Co. website is like kind of old and I like wanted to make sure I was like doing everything right, making sure I was like crossing all my I's, dotting my T's, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't think it was until after I'd like submitted my like official video for like doing the bastard where you like measure it on camera and get the calipers and everything and like show yeah. your wraps and do the whole like 15 minute video for your like four minute <laughs> bend that I like really had my sights set on anything else above that because for a long time I was like all right I want to be get that like certified bastard like I want to like get my name on a list <laughs> and you know there's been a, a couple more lists that have developed since then but that was like the easy not, not the easy one to get on but that was like the the main like hurdle to get over was the fat bastard barbell co cert um and i knew that iron mine pads were like really not agreeing with me at quite as well as the leather pads were so i knew that the iron mine cert was further away at that point <laughs> yeah no doubt 
So what do you think it was about bending that just got you to get in so quick and so deep? I mean, it was kind of a perfect storm with quarantine, uh, to be honest. I, yeah. I don't know if I would have even made that first trip to the hardware store if it hadn't been for quarantine. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm sure if I gone to kept going to arm lifting events and if like grip sports stuff that I would have crossed paths and rubbed shoulders with some of these guys anyways. And I'm sure I would have had somebody a second time be like, hey, try and bend this. And it would have worked for me that time. Maybe if I like had some in person be like, hey, actually move your shoulders like this, tweak your hands, all this stuff. Yeah, I'm sure I would have gotten into it eventually, but with quarantine, you know, I was like stuck at home, didn't have a gym, wanted to do something and like kind of in the same way that when you get to the top of a, like a, a climb, you're like, I've done it. I'm on top of the world. Like when a steel piece of steel moves and when you crush it down to two inches and when you like pull out the wraps and measure it, you're like, I did it. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's so satisfying to like have made it to have gotten to the top of a, of a climber to like have finished a piece of steel it really is man it's it's so funny because it's like when you really step back and just think about what's being done it's like almost silly in a way but it's yeah. like it really just feels so good and it's so motivating and like can literally drive you insane like too it, it's just a interesting thing that i really only experienced that this type of feeling about something is with jujitsu where it's like it affects my whole day <laughs> you yeah. know i don't know if that's like crazy to say but it's like if i miss on something like i'm pretty bummed out the rest of the night you know <laughs> like oh, yeah. and if i had a bad day at jujitsu like that ride home was like a dark ride home man <laughs> you know? yeah i i have all of my failed bends rubber banded together in the bottom of a drawer so i can like <laughs> pull open the drawer and like glare at them every once in a while yeah yeah it's uh i don't it's funny because i, I haven't gotten as let's see like passionate about regular lifting like i i missing a regular lift didn't affect the rest of my day like yeah for for whatever reason about like the steel is just a a, a different thing that kind of like gets to me on a deeper level you know <laughs> and at the same time like even if a lift goes great you're like oh i pr pr and you're like yeah. that's great but you're not like still thinking about that weight or that like squat a week later whereas like I, I, I failed uh, an edge and bolt last week and I like have this like horrible callus, like horrible, <laughs> like pit in my hand that's fully turned into a callus. And like, I'm still thinking about like how I could have done that better. And like, I, I still have the, the bolt in my drawer sitting there yeah. and I'm like, I can't get out of my head. You know, like I, I pick out the like steel that I want to bend, like an entire workout in advance. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this stuff. I'm going to do this stuff. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, yep. I worked out yesterday. I like have to give my body at least a couple of days to recover, but I'm like, I have picked out. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. That's a, actually, that brings up something I want. How many days a week are you bending? And like, what are you doing for recovery and stuff these days? So I, I try to only bend twice a week. Um, I know from way back when I first started rock climbing that if I 
did almost anything athletic two days in a row that I'd like risk hurting something, whether it was my elbows or my like joints someplace else. Um, so I try and give it a couple of days. Uh, my because of, of my school uh, school slash work schedule, um, I'm not able to do as regular of a like Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of a split for anything. But you know, I don't have to drive out to a gym. Unfortunately, I'm in a I'm in a dorm room right now, so I don't have a have a home gym of any sort. But I don't have to like go and like go anywhere if I want to bend nails. So there's like if I can fit an hour into my schedule between studying or something like that, I usually will try and bend twice a week. If I only bend once a week, I'm like a little bummed because it's like super <laughs> fun. But I I almost always try and bend twice a week. Nice. Um, and like, if I can get into like a regular gym and do regular lifts one or two days to like offset that. Um, but I, I try and bend at least, at least once a week, if I can, just to kind of like keep things loose, moving around. And then like, it's also super fun, even if I'm just doing oh, yeah. like a high volume workout where I'm just bending like a bunch of 60 penny nails. Like it's just something fun to break up the day, break up the studying, you know? Yeah, definitely. And how long are you spending usually on a session? Cause I'm in school. I, I try not to go for like multi-hour things, but I usually end up spending about an hour, hour and a half. I try and tell myself that, Oh, I'll just do the like stuff that I need to, to get going. And then I'll like, be like, oh, that went really well. I'm going to try something new or I'm going to like go after something that I failed last time <laughs> or like do something in a different way or like do it in different wraps that are harder. And so I, I almost always end up spending about an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've been doing lately that I've really been enjoying? And if at some time you're, I guess, bending in a gym or have a gym in your home is like breaking it up into like, uh, I guess, like hit training or whatever. Cause I was getting sort of just like burnt out on doing like super heavy bending sessions, like strict bending mm-hmm. sessions and obviously doing it like more than I should be and giving myself little dings <laughs> here and there. Yeah. But, I think uh, it was, was it Chris Stillwell who was talking about yeah. doing the like hit sessions with bending in between? Yep. I yeah, did that. That. Was, that was a really cool idea. And like, I don't have any like long bars or stuff that I'm like working on over time. Yeah. That was a really cool idea he had about like doing a couple things here and then a yep. couple things there. Man, I had the best workout the other day and it was exactly that. It was just like, I knew I didn't have it in me to do any heavy double overhand or anything like that, but it was still like a day I wanted to lift and stuff. So I was just had like a couple uh, like fat grip deadlift stuff going on, some pull-ups, some like sandbag squats. And then I, for like a minute at a clip, I would work on snapping this piece of rebar and then i would just like go through the cycle again and it was yeah. good and, man. Then, and was... then there's josh who was doing that like bench marathon with the snapping the gold yeah. too <laughs> that's wild too yeah. he said that took him like two and a half hours or something god yeah that's... i can't even imagine just like a bench workout that lasts that long right. much less doing two things at the same time i know i know that's like what I love so much about this stuff is like, especially I think like you're just getting into the snapping now, but like you add snapping and some brace bending into the mix, like 
you your mind can run for hours like all right well i could do it this way oh no i could do it this way i could tape this to that and then, like i swear i've spent like many like from like 11 p.m to 12 a.m in my bed just like think oh yeah like i'll cut a burrito down to this like yeah yeah the no like you said i i just snapped my first red nail a couple of weeks ago but after that red nail snap which took me half an hour to do uh i was like shaking i was so tired but then i like drank some water you know like rested for a few minutes like and then all of a sudden i realized that like my shoulders weren't tired. I like, I like my whole body was tired, but I was like, I was like, Oh, I have a couple of nails. I want to still bend. And then I was like doing some double overhand. Cause I hadn't done any of that workout. And I was like, I could still bend stuff. And so I was like, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> nice. How did those, how did those DOs feel after the snapping? Because some of my best double overhands have come after hard snapping. Actually. Yeah. I, it, it was a little bit slower, but like the power was still there. Nice. Um, I, I think that workout was the, I snapped my, my, was my first ever snap. I snapped a 60 penny and then I snapped a red nail. And then I did uh, two, like the double 60 penny bend and like that felt great. So I was like, all right, I've only ever bent one 80 penny nail. I want to <laughs> see if I can like, was that a fluke or can I do it again? And I like wrapped up this tremendous 80 penny nail and like, it went as well. And I was like, That's all right, awesome. wasn't a fluke, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I really do believe, I think I've said it to you like on Instagram or whatever, but it's like, I, I can't say enough about snapping and like high volume snapping for a while when I was very frustrated with where I was at with double overhand. I just spent like probably two weeks snapping. Like I would snap like 12, 60 pennies in a row or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, it developed my hands, made them a lot tougher, I think. And just like the conditioning aspect of the, I don't know. It's like when I went, you could probably argue that they're not connected, but I really do feel like it helped along my other bending styles. Yeah, it, it's definitely something I want to start getting into more. Um, I've done it once or twice where I like snap a 60 penny as a warm up. Yeah, I definitely felt like really warm to be yeah. to, after that. I, I still actually have pretty much every nail that I've bent in like a big bucket and like a couple of them I've snapped, but I have like five or six snapped nails compared to like probably a hundred sixty yeah. pennies in there that are unsnapped. <laughs> so I have plenty of room to like work with if I need to. That's, that's something I wish because that is a great thing to do with the bent nails, but you'll never like I, Dan says it too. It's like, if you plan on ever snapping it, you might as well just leave your wraps on it because you can never wrap something bent well enough again to make it any kind of decent snap. Yeah. It's yeah. so annoying to try to like wrap something that's bent. It's so, so frustrating. I, I, for a while I was cutting the heads off of my 60 penny nails to do them in iron mine wraps a little bit easier just cause like it's a real pain to wrap up a nail with it, with a big head on, in iron mine pads and i was like doing more volume so i'd like cut off the heads of like 50 nails or something and then go through them a couple for a couple of weeks and just like wrap the do the iron mine wraps once and then like bend four or five nails yeah uh, and so I, I do have like a handful of nails that are like headless so i could just like slide on the the wraps oh, but nice. i i tr 
it was one of the 80 penny nails that I've, I did that I tried to wrap up. And like, first of all, it's super awkward to get the wraps <laughs> on there. And then I was like trying to open it up to snap it. And I was like, it's cold. This isn't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. is something to be said for like, it's at least like kind of warm for that first initial yeah. bend you did or the, when you first bend it. But I was like, all right, I'm going to try this on a different one later where it's like <laughs> a wrapped better and B maybe a little warmer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you have uh, on the horizon for goals? I know uh, you've taken out the ADD. You did yeah. I actually, I actually have my, my, the, the, the ADD and the Hexabastard like sitting on my desks as trophies. Nice. And neither one of them took me like a reasonable amount of time. I think the Hexabastard took me like nine minutes or something. And the, the 80 penny around the same. <laughs> I, I definitely want to certify on the Hexabastard someday just because it's one of those bends where it like, it sounds so cool. Like, first of all, if you're talking to somebody like a, a lay, a lay person or whatever, who doesn't do bending, like, oh, I bent, uh, I'm, I'm a certified bastard. And they're like, haha, me too, yeah. sucker or whatever. But you're like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big bastard. I'm a huge bastard. And they're like, yeah. what are you talking about? And then yeah. you say things like hexabastard and they're like, stop. I don't know what these words are. And I, I just think that like, it sounds so cool it looks really cool. Like it's not That's just funny. a bar. It's like a weirdly shaped, like spiky piece of steel. Yeah. And it's like heavy in your hand too. Yeah. Which is the weird thing. Like it's, it's only five sixteenths, but it's like a heavy piece of steel. Yeah. So I think that certifying on that is, I'm not quite there yet as far as the, the speed of it, but like I, I was able to do it in, in 10, it just took me twice as long. So I think that's <laughs> one of the, the big goals I have for, for this next year. Nice. Um, I, I was, I had all the, these different goals for uh, 2020 and like none of them happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to bench X amount. I'm going to like lift an inch dumbbell maybe this year, next year, I'm going to do like ax thick bar stuff. And that just like all went out the window, <laughs> but um. I definitely want to take down the Hexabastard cert next year because I know I'm close. Like, awesome. I, I, I got up to the, the Hexabastard within six months of starting bending. So I feel like if I give it another like purposeful six months with like the insight that I've gained and all the like tips videos that you guys are putting out that I can get there. Um, someday, I think I want to do the, the Duke of All Bastards cert I know that it's not that far above the Hexabastard, but it's like enough of a stretch that it'd probably take me a, a, a little while longer to take down. What's that one again? I'm so bad with the Hexabastard <laughs> stuff. I, I literally had to make a note on my phone for like what everything was called and like what everything was rated and everything. <laughs> so the, the Hexabastard is the 516th um, by seven inch hex rolled, hex right. cold rolled steel. Um, that rates around 550 pounds on the Kraling message, uh, Kraling um, method, sorry. And then the Duke of All Bastards is the 11, 30 oh, 11 seconds 30 okay. cold rolled steel, and that rates around 600 pounds. Okay. Um, but it's cold rolled steel rather than hex rolled steel. So the, the crush is a little, it's, is more like a uh, red nail or a bastard. Uh, okay. Um, nice. 
Yeah. So th- those are definitely like long-term goals. My, my, uh, I, I didn't expect to get the Hexabastard this year at all. That was, that was going to be my like 2021 goal to like <laughs> at some point in the course of the year of 2021 to, to bend that one. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to try and certify on in 2021. Hell yeah. Um, other than that, I, I mean, I, I took, I did the 80 penny nail, which was like really awkward because you're like, as far as the flexibility. Um, and once I, once I, you know, same thing I did with the uh, first 60 penny nails, I bent one and then I went back to the hardware store and grabbed a whole bunch more. <laughs> uh, I have a whole bunch more 80, 80 penny nails as well now and a couple different brands. Um, some that I can't move at all. Um, but I also grabbed some of the, the 10 inch spikes and the 12 inch spikes. And I know that Brett Bracken is pretty much the only person I know who's who's ever bent the twelve the twelve inch spike. I know yep. Josh did just did the ten inch one yep. the other day, which was really cool. Um, but I think that rather than necessarily going for uh, bigger diameter steel, I want to start working towards longer um, cool. unbraced steel, just because it's one of those things that like not as many people do and. I'm, I'm not as tall as someone like um, Carl Mileskoff, who's the like six foot 10 uh, former Olympian who does arm lifting <laughs> stuff. Um, but I, I know I'm, I'm a tall guy. I'm, I'm six, two, I have a wingspan of like six, five. So I, I probably have the like shoulder mobility to nice. do something of like a longer band out there. Yeah. Yeah. When Brett was on, uh, I think he said, he only knew of one other guy that's done a 12 inch spike that way besides wow. himself. Uh, so that's definitely a cool one. If uh, you get out to that. Yeah. Have you thought about chopping, chopping one down to like seven? Yeah, I actually have uh, a couple of my, I, I, when I realized that I was going to go for some longer stock, I bought a bunch of uh, just like regular five sixteenths and three inch steel from the hardware store and like cut it down to like, seven seven and a half eight uh-huh. eight and a half nine just to have like more stuff to play with i haven't had a chance to like do anything with it yet but i have a a seven inch um three eighths piece of steel that is made from one of the ADD nails and nice you know theoretically it's the same diameter and and size as a king of all bastards yeah yeah but i hear the king the the current king of all bastards stock is real mean <laughs> that might that and the the gold nail might be ones that i like at some point in my life yeah bend but yeah. i i don't even like want to like certify on those i don't even want that to be a goal it's just way too far out there <laughs> yeah. i know it's 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 hard not to want to like get it all done like but you know we should keep it and that seems like once you get to Carl's episode and Brett and some other guys, like everybody, yeah, I'm, comes, I'm behind on episodes. <laughs> everybody uh, is talking about just like the long game of this mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's like we've all been lucky enough, specifically like us guys that started in quarantine, having like singular focus and like a very different, like uh, I guess you still had a lot on your plate going, but managed to get a lot done. Uh, you know we can potentially do this for years. You know, we don't have yeah. to hit all of our goals in the first year. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm trying to set a uh, few goals and small goals. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I, you know, I like, 
I do want to lift the the inch dumbbell someday, but like there's so many steps and milestones you got to get between there and here and there. Yeah. And like the, the fact that I started strong bending a 60 penny nail on my first day was great, but like, that's just the starting block. You know, the, I, I mean, we've been doing this for, for such a short period of time. Whereas like, there's people like, um, like Carl, you were saying, you know, like bending uh, a red nail a week for 10 years. That's, that's just, I haven't been doing anything. I mean, I'm, I'm about to turn 28. I haven't been yeah. doing anything for 10 years. Right, 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 right. You know, I've barely been doing my own laundry for 10 years at this point, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's hard not to get swept up and just like, all right, I'm going to take like, especially once, once you start looking at David Horn's page and you see all the, the like available feats you can do. Like personally, I was like getting a little too wild with that. And if I was like having a bending workout where I wasn't doing something that was getting my name on a list, I was kind of getting pissed at myself (laughs) about it. And I was like, dude, chill. You know what I mean? Like it's, it doesn't need to all get done. Like leave some stuff to, for the future. Like, and like, I think, there's different there's mixed things about this because like i uh certain guys have said whenever they're doing a bending workout they're going to be doing something they've never done before and Mm -hmm. i i don't know like i think maybe just still being a beginner is like i i need workouts where i'm not really pushing the envelope still like i I think i think i need some days especially with the other styles like where i'm just getting the reps in you know and just like developing like my my technique i guess you know no i i definitely hear that i mean on the one hand as you know relative beginners there's a lot of stuff we haven't done just yep. as far as like styles like types of, of bends and positions but there's lots of steel there's lots of you know materials and lengths and diameters and stuff that we just haven't played with and tried but on the other hand like like you were saying with the like building the foundation of strength in a different type of sport like we gotta you gotta build a foundation of strength with this um yeah one of the like cooler workouts i did just because i ended up with a huge pile of steel at the end of, end of it was i did like i bent like 25 60 penny nails in in one workout which was like way more volume i've ever done in in one session but it was like i, I was doing them in iron mine pads and i was trying to be really careful about like how I was doing it, how I was like practicing rapping every time, nice. you know, getting the, the reps in as far as like, even just the reps of like how to wrap a nail, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's important. And it's like, I think in something like that's still evolving, like what we call high level of bending is certainly like being pushed every week, I feel like. Yeah. Um, we, and, you also have to, I guess, just personally speaking, I, I, I need to keep in mind, like, I've been able to focus on this a lot and like have some success with it, but I am still like only whatever, like, however many months into this thing, you know, like there is yeah. no reason that I should be getting upset if I'm not able to like get on the feet page every workout, you know? Yeah, I, I wanted to get on the red nail roster this year and I know you did too yeah um but you know I've I've done a lot in the first you know 
I started bending in end of April, you know, I, I had less than a year. I've, I've done a lot of stuff. Like there is more time left yeah. for this stuff. Definitely. All right. So we're starting to wrap it up. It's time for the medley. So we All got right. rapid, uh, rapid fire series of questions. First one is favorite thing to bend speaking materials here yeah yeah for materials i would actually have to say that grade eights are probably the most fun thing for me to bend they're like just that sweet spot of like tricky like enough effort to kink um and then like they're they're springy a little bit springy in the this the sweep and the crush uh i feel like even someone who is like more advanced could get like a good like thorough workout messing with some eight, some uh, grade eight bolts, just because they like, they're, they almost feel alive the way they're like fighting and springing back. <laughs> and the, the cold rolled steel doesn't in the same way. It kind of yeah. like, I've heard people say it kind of like gives up in the crush and grade eights. They like the, the first, the first grade eight I ever did, I did it to like, 1.99999 inches or whatever I like was like adjusting the the measuring tape to see if I actually finished or not because I was like wailing on it and it would like spring back and didn't move and yeah. I just did some today and it did the same thing where I was like oh I finished this nail and then I looked and it was like just barely under two and I was looking at it like this is insane I, I laid into this nail or bolt but yeah I, I'd have to say that grade eights are definitely the most fun for me to bend right now nice. you got to start snapping those there I, I think they're a cool thing to snap because uh i was training for whatever the last steel shredder was for david horn and i hadn't snapped a grade eight before and maybe not even a grade five at that time i'm not sure but i thought i figured okay well they're harder to bend they'll be harder to snap but they're actually they hold up uh uh the grade five is actually harder to snap. It takes longer to snap. It has more oh, durability uh, or, or shearing force. Gil told me the term. Yeah, I, was I, say, I don't know I anything about it. metallurgy or yeah. whatever. So like uh, a, G, a, a grade five can deal with more like back and forth, like pressure, right? Mm -hmm. But it's actually easier to bend. But a grade eight is stiffer to bend, but easier to break. So it's like, oh, once you, it's very stiff to to start snapping, but it gives up faster. It's a, they're they're cool to snap, actually. Wow. Yeah. Even all the more reason to invest in some grade eights. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just bought like forty of them. Nice. And I want to start doing them either as like a warm up to my like heavier bends, or as like after I'm all done, just to kind of like get a, like a little bit of extra practice in, just because they are that like fun crush terrible thing at the end. Yeah, definitely. All right. How about the hardest thing to bend for you? The hardest thing to bend is going to be the drill rod. Uh, nice. Like I said, the the cold rolled steel will kind of give up to you, give up a little bit, and the drill rod it is every bit as hard to kink as it is in the crush and in the the sweep. You know, if a piece of steel is rated for whatever amount usually that's just the amount to kink it and i swear it takes just as many pounds of force to crush down this drill <laughs> rod it is a miserable fight it is so hard yep <laughs> great training tool because of it but my god i get so tired after some drill rod 
that's like a finisher for me. I can't do anything after that. Nice, nice. All right, strongest bending style. For me, definitely double overhand. That was the the first thing I've tried, and it it's how I've moved the biggest deal. Nice. Other than like uh, the with the leg crush, um, yeah, I've bent the biggest stuff double overhand. Nice. Uh, weakest style. I have to say underhand. Uh, I was trying some some. I actually, it was the grade eights today. I, I was trying to, to underhand a, a grade eight and it just didn't feel right. Didn't want to move. I was tired when I got to reverse, but the reverse, at least like the, the motion felt like it made more sense. Like if I didn't know anything about bending, I would like imagine I would like hold it out for my hands and like wiggle my wrist back and forth. But I, it's probably just uh, an issue with positioning and technique, but double underhand sure doesn't feel good for me. Interesting. I, I find that so interesting because I, I haven't met a person yet or spoke to a person yet that's like, oh yeah, like uh, double overhand is my, is my best and then a double underhand and reverse are about the same. Everybody has a preference over one or the other, like and a fairly strong preference. And I actually think more people prefer, prefer a reverse over double underhand. But uh, me personally, I think Carl Donati was the same. Maybe a few other guys prefer double underhand. And I wonder if there's some type of uh, like strength, like physical uh, attribute or something mm -hmm. that we have that uh, allows us to have that style feel better or if it strictly just is a preference thing. I, I'd love to well, have it, it might be that. like where you're strong in your wrists as far yeah. as your grappling background because um, with reverse, you're kind of stabilize. It's more of a, a stabilizing the like um, top of your wrist back and forth on, on both ends, and you're kind of moving it against it. Whereas yeah. with reverse, it's kind of more emphasis on the underside of your wrist yeah. almost. So it yeah. might just be like the different ways that you've trained your wrist in the past with like grabs and things like that. Yeah, I remember. Um, my God, I'm I'm I can't remember his first name, but rolls too hard is his Instagram handle. Oh, Amir. Amir, yeah, Amir uh, talking about on his episode how that because he started doing reverse that he like almost you couldn't like break a wrist lock or whatever on, yeah. on him because he's <laughs> like that top of his wrist was like so strong. So it might just be yeah. like a which side of your wrist is dominant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Something outside of bending and strength training that you like to do. Are dogs a hobby? <laughs> I love I love animals. I, I love dogs. Um, I could never be a vet because it's so stressful not being able to like communicate with the animals. But yeah. you know, before quarantine and everything, anytime I see a dog, I'd like even if I'm like in a cafe, I'd like interrupt the coffee conversation, be like, "Look, a dog," you know. Um, but as far as like actual hobbies. Uh, I really like watching movies, like a really good movie um, and TV shows to an extent, but oftentimes they're more like shorter storylines, but I really like a long developed story and like really good character development. Uh, I, I read a lot too, but uh, it's harder to share a book with someone, whereas like I can watch a movie with like a group of friends or with my yeah, partner yeah. or whatever and like break down the movie and like pause it and like talk about the movie and stuff like that. Nice. Nice. All right. What's the one, one Ben that's gotten away so far? Uh, 
the Edgenet bolt that I tried last week nice. <laughs> really got away from me. <laughs> uh, I, I started it, I put a kink in it, but I, I wailed on that thing for 45 minutes before I like gave up because my hands couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> nice. Definitely something I'll come back to, but that yeah. sure thing got away from me. And who's the strongest person you know? This could be... I feel Your like grandpa. I'm talking about him a lot, but Clay Edgen <laughs> All right. is yeah. absolutely the strongest man, man I know. He, I was talking to him about the 80 penny nails a couple weeks back, and he told me that he was able to reverse an nice. 80 penny nail once. Wow. And that's just absurd. I mean, he, he, I think, got out of bending right around the time that the gold nail started, but yeah, yeah. Damn, I'll bet if that guy in his prime had been given an, a, a gold nail, he would have started on that thing, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about best piece of advice you're ever given about this? Could be about strength stuff or just life in general. So one one of my dad's friends gave me a really good piece of advice, and that was to invest in good tools. He nice. actually has like a full workshop in his in his basement. Um, when he was talking to me about how if you really invest in like good material, good like tools that not only will you not have to buy them again later, but you'll be able to do better stuff further down the line. And I kind of have taken that to heart as far as like buy nice things that aren't going to like break and wear out. But I kind of also take it as a like invest in yourself, invest in your future, like yeah. spend a little bit of extra time effort money whatever it is now to make it so that you'll be able to do better and do more later on down the line nice all right and last question is what's the funniest reaction a person has had when they find out you spend your time bending nails i i had one person uh say like superman and they were like <laughs> thought i would i could tell they thought i was joking <laughs> um but you know, I, I had a, a friend of mine tell me that if I ever tried to do this kind of thing at like a global gym or like at a planet fitness that I would get kicked out and the people, the people there would piss themselves just like <laughs> looking at all the weird stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that would go. That, uh, be like, I didn't set off the different... lunk alarm and they're like, yeah, but you bent nails with your hands. That's right. not allowed. And I'd be like, show me in the rules. And they're like, no, get out of here. It's interesting to like someone that would get into bending and then so, like not Planet Fitness is great or whatever. Like if that's that's what you're working with, that's cool. But I think just like potentially the 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 person at Planet Fitness's relationship with strength is so much different than like what what we're talking about yeah. here. It's just like kind of crazy to think about that we're talking about the that's same like thing the complete opposite of the like chaos factor or whatever yeah. as far as like <laughs> lifting a stone is the like yeah. all right i have this this machine or this cable rack you move in absolutely one direction and yeah. it won't let you move in any other direction <laughs> yep this is all as right. far out of the box as you can get <laughs> right right yeah like what 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 someone like that would think of bud jeffrey's instagram yeah. like this they wouldn't even know what they're looking at <laughs> yeah all right in closing who's someone you'd like to see me have on the show so i think it would be really cool to get some women on the show uh there's a couple of people that i know who have done uh, i think they've all done 
Blue Nails, I think. Yeah. Um, so Melody, I'm going to mess up their names because I know them by their Instagram handles, not okay. their names. But Melody uh, Schoenfield, uh-huh. uh, she does a lot of stuff with horseshoes. Oh, nice. Um, and, and some long, long bar stuff. Um, and then cool. Amy Day Lardson and okay. Amanda Hudson. Have Amanda's booked for done... next week. Awesome, awesome. I think <laughs> they've both done some uh, shorter unbraced work. Yeah. But um, I think it'd be really, I mean, you, you've had all these amazing, really strong guys, but I think it'd yeah. be interesting to see um, a different perspective on stuff. I mean, um, the the challenge dude has a like separate cert for yeah. for ladies. Um, yeah. The the barrel bars um, briefly had a, a separate cert for ladies, and yeah. I was like trying to think of like a different name that would be like a, a bastard bar that would be more for ladies. But I think it'd be yeah. really interesting to see because like grip sports and like string sports in general can be very male dominated and i think it'd be really cool to get not just some female voice on the show but to get like a different perspective on all this like macho bro stuff but like yeah there's all i know there's a bunch of strong ladies out there i just want to see them get elevated a bit more too i've worked a little bit on getting elizabeth horn on here and i'll have to go back to that a little bit both yeah, her and david she like snapped a red nail or something crazy? oh yeah a bunch of stuff yeah like she's insane uh both her and david are a little ap- i just don't think podcasts are their thing but i'm gonna keep pestering them <laughs> actually yeah, that'd be cool yeah. to get either one of them on the challenge dude bar i gotta give break that out maybe in a uh couple weeks or geez maybe a couple months say but my wife actually just bent a timber tie double overhand on christmas eve first oh, nice. rip. <laughs> yeah i i first got try. i got my partner to <laughs> bend uh, a 60 penny nail hell yeah i have a picture nice. when she's holding it and that's it's like great. I, I don't think she really like was into it but she was like excited <laughs> because i anyway. was excited you yeah. know that's cool but it was cool i i, I try and get my like like I got drunk a couple of weeks ago and like bent nails for my friends and they were like, what, what are, what are these? And they like, and they got all excited and was like talking about it. And I like yeah. tried to get them to work and, and they were able to do like a three sixteenths piece of wire or something, nice. but like they held on to the, the 60 penny nails that I, that I gave and bent for them. So oh, I thought cool. that was pretty cool. <laughs> all right. As we wrap up, uh, where can people find you on social media and stuff? Instagram is probably the the best place to get a hold of me. My Instagram right. handle is at eat chalk get big. Nice, um, great. And somebody nice. made the joke about like, well, how are you gonna get big if you don't eat your chalk? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awesome. And uh, any events or brands or gear you want to shout out? Probably not events. Yeah, uh, Arm Assassin Strength Shot. Uh, is run by a guy named Lucas Raymond, who I believe is actually on both the Fat Bastard Barbell Co. cert and the Iron Mind cert, or on the Iron Man Red Nail cert. He makes some absolutely great products if you are interested in in grip strength. I don't think he bends anymore, but like he has the Napalm's Nightmare rolling handle setup that is a phenomenal tool. Um, He does a lot more work in uh, like the heavier bomb-proof stainless steel, or um, iron stuff but uh i know guild um from barrel strength does some great work in aluminum but um both of them are are the good options i just don't think that arm assassin has um gotten as much uh, on this podcast he does a lot of uh arm wrestling uh, yeah like he'll make arm wrestling tables and stuff too his site is awesome i uh i've definitely like 
spent a lot of time browsing on there i like he's got a bunch of cool like pull-up rack type looking things yeah awesome. yeah he's got some cool stuff i i i have several hundred bucks of like different stuff i've bought for him i've, I've had nice. him make me a couple of custom pieces and everything but cool. he he makes some really cool stuff and then nice. the other one um is canon power works if you're interested in grippers he's like a one-stop shop for anything gripper related and he sells iron mine nails and iron mine pads so right on got everything and uh i forgot to do it at the top of the show but smash and pass on instagram if you guys want to save 10 percent promo code beyond 10 really really cool site got a bunch of cool jujitsu t-shirts up on there some yeah he does stuff. some great stuff some yeah, really cool I, I, stone lifting stuff. I think which his, is, his main account is Aikido, A-E-K-I-E-D-O, but he's, yep. he's a guy named Levy from Scotland, and he's yep. a really cool dude. He's really strong. He's one of the guys who's, like, training stone lifts all the time. And yeah. I think quarantine kind of messed up his, his lift his lifting and training schedule, but he's he got, like, this close to lifting the Denny Stones last time yeah. he tried. And I think that once the quarantine lets up, he's going to be one of the first people to get his name on that Denny Stone roster. Yeah, he's an definitely. awesome dude. Yeah. So definitely take advantage of that promo code. It's got, got the jujitsu world covered. It's got the stone world covered. It's got the strength world. It's really cool. So, all right, Devin, that's it, man. Yeah. It's great talking to you, Cody. Yeah. All right. We'll do it again. Might have the whole uh, bending class of 2020 on here one day. Yeah, that'd really, be fun. Uh, talk a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I'll talk to you later. See you later, Cody.